let's look ahead to Saturday in the NBA. Stream options, injury updates, what we're watching for, and of course, of course, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and this town might be big enough for both of us. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. What should you do? Should you pre-bang the live trade deadline show? Of course you have, if you haven't already. Thursday, February 8th, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. If shit's going down and I'm awake, we might go earlier. So go ahead and pre-bang, pre-like, pre-comment, pre-bookmark the live show. You'll see it up here somewhere on the video and it'll be linked everywhere. Go check that out, of course. Be a double banger, just as a general rule in life. What's your, what's your go-to motto in life? I'm a double banger. Yeah, you are. Because you listen to the audio and you watch the video and then you've already hit the thumbs up. So thanks for doing that and hitting subscribe and bells. You know, Jesus, there's so much to do, but it uh, doesn't take that long. So there you go. Let's talk Saturday. That's not Saturday. Saturday? Saturday. My days are screwed. I, that thing just said Friday, but it's actually Saturday because it's Saturday here and it's Friday there. Anyway, ignore that graphic because we're, <laughs> we're looking at Saturday January the 27th as the daily look ahead. January the 27th as the daily look ahead. Jeepers. All right, who's injured? D'Anthony Melton remains out with his back issue. Julian Strouder with his knee. Ben Simmons, is he returning Monday? I Sure, yep, all right. Dayron Sharp, he's out with his knee issue. Tari next season remains out. Gordon Haywood's calf issue. Hornets, any chance of an update there? I'm not saying that this has been too long because this is about the right time for a calf strain, but something, something would be good, maybe. Moses Moody also dealing with a calf strain at the moment. He remains out. And then we're in the midst of some weird injury reporting. Shocked, I know. Yesterday, I talked about how it was a little bit curious um, for a number of things that Paul George was limited, limited with 10 fewer minutes because of a groin issue that happened in December and that Paul George, Ty Lu, and the Clippers have an ongoing history of lying about Paul George's soft tissue injuries, of telling us it's fine, he's good, he's ready to come back in. And then yesterday, he wasn't on the injury point. I went, okay, I don't believe them, but what can I do? And guess what happened today? Guess what happened? Paul George, questionable groin. Well, I am stunned, I am shocked. I have uh, struggled to actually get up this morning because of the actual stunning nature of that. The other thing that happened is that I talked yesterday, so well, Zion's not on the injury report, so I guess he's going to sit Saturday. And then, lo and behold, he popped up on the injury report as questionable for Friday now as well. So I don't know about that one. Jabari Smith was off the injury report, and guess who popped up again today? Questionable on the injury report, Jabari Smith. Did everyone just have a, a, a collective like brain fart and forget to put guys down? What's going on? Make it make sense to me, mate. Anyway... Trey Murphy isn't on the injury report for Friday, so I would say there is no chance that he plays on Saturday, but I am listing him doubtful. Chris Middleton's a tough one because two back-to-backs ago, he played 
in both games, but only the first half of the second one. And then the back-to-back after that, he set it out completely. So I'm not going to rule him out just yet. This is a Friday-Saturday back-to-back for the Bucks. I'm just going to say that he's doubtful to play on Saturday. Hartenstein's missed the last two with his Achilles tendinopathy. People are, are freaked out about that. It might be a long-term injury. It might not. I just don't know. He's currently questionable. Embiid left the last game early for the Sixers with a knee issue. I think he will play, but, you know, it's against Denver in Denver, so he probably won't. He's questionable. Toby Harris missed the last game. Um, questionable. Marcus Morris, we're doing questionable. I said Jabari Smith. This is a back-to-back for the Rockets, so he's questionable for Friday. I'll list him questionable for Saturday. Same with the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate, who remains questionable for Friday's game for the Rockets. And then Chris Porzingis, who looked fine. Sprained his ankle on Thursday. Joking around, looked okay. Haven't had an official injury update there, but I'm just going to play it on the safe side and put him as questionable for Saturday. Like I said, Paul George, questionable for Saturday because he popped up as questionable for Friday. Zion Williamson is uh, questionable on Friday, so he's going to sit one of these two games. That impacts it impacts a lot, actually, about our stream of the day and, and stream values for, for this uh, slate on Saturday, too. So if Zion is out Friday, it does change some stuff because he'll play on Saturday. But if he plays on Friday, then there's no shot that he's playing on Saturday, is my guess. So we're sort of a bit up in the air about what they uh, intend to do there. Trey Jones um, missed the last couple for the Spurs. It is a back-to-back for them as well. It's actually not missed the last couple. He's missed one. He's currently questionable on Friday, so we don't know about him on Saturday. There is a chance Wembenyama plays the back-to-back. He is off the injury report on Friday, so if he's going to miss one of them, it is going to be Saturday's game. So I'm listing him questionable currently. Kyrie, Maxi Kleber, and Dwight Powell are all out on Friday, so therefore I'm listing them questionable on Saturday. Kyrie, with the thumb sprain that wasn't going to cost him any games, has now cost him two because you never believe an athlete with an injury. You never, ever believe them. And I know... That might be tough to swallow for the people who believe that athletes are lazy and try to miss as many games as possible and just sit out with fake injuries. But the reality would tell you that athletes actually push to come back earlier from injuries basically every single time. There you go. Um, Cade, he's probable. I'm not lifting the desktop though because how do I know? He was probable last game and didn't play. And then Monty said something cryptic like, yeah, we weren't really happy with where, where he was conditioning-wise. We weren't really like, bro, look, what are you talking about? Is he ready or not? He's got to be ready for this one, but again, it's the Pistons, so who knows? Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic got poked in the eye on Thursday. He returned in the second half. He was the only player who did anything for that team, and then after the game, he said, yeah, it's actually gotten a bit worse now. I am listing him probable. I think he'll be fine. Yanni Antetokounmpo is listed probable for Friday, so I expect that he plays Saturday. And then the Heat, thankfully for the Heat. Now, the Heat love listing everyone as available. They'll put like eight blokes on the injury report with like seven probables and two ins. And they've listed Jaime Jaquez as in and Kevin Love as in. And they've missed the last one. Jaquez has missed like two weeks and Love's missed the last three games. So they're all in. And at this point, absolute tightest fingers crossed of all time, the Heat are fully healthy. So we get somewhat of an idea of how they're going to run this rotation. We haven't all season, but maybe we get a chance to do it on Saturday unless something... What's, something's going to happen, isn't it? What's going to happen? General Soreness is going to be re- reporting for duty. Conscription. Butler out. Conscription. Like, what's going to happen? <sighs> like, no, I don't know. There's going to be something. I know there's going to be something. That is the way that the Miami Heat roll. There's only one team that plays the back-to-back across the Saturday and Sunday, and that is your Detroit Pistons. So good luck. Because 
Monte Morris is back in the mix. Cade's returning. What does that mean for Burks and Ivy um, or Stewart or Muscala or Gallinari or Thompson or any of the other nonsense things that they go on about? But that is the team that you're looking at Saturday, Sunday for the back-to-back stream. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with me to help you with fantasy picks each week. Well, I help you with that every single day, but eBay is doing it right across the network. So when you're scouting across the waiver wire, we're going to help you find some players that are a guaranteed fit on your roster, just the way that eBay does it with cars. So this is your eBay guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. What about the big fella in Charlotte, Nick Richards? Still somehow amazingly sits at over 60% available. I don't know what people are doing. Do they not think that he's a guaranteed fit? They're wrong. Nick Richards just needs to be rostered. Mark Williams um, he's, Mark Williams is actually looking for one of the 122 million parts on eBay Motors and trying to find if there's a replacement spine in there and maybe he'd be able to return, but maybe that's not a guaranteed fit for him. He'd get his money back if that was the case. But in the meantime, Nick Richards is the guy that we go and use. It is not, um, I was going to say rocket science, but it's not car science car mechanics? Anyway, doesn't matter. So is that a perfect fit on your team? Well, it has been since December. So go and have a look at Nick Richards with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to US customers. Eligible items only and exclusions apply. Do you think eBay Motors has those bumper stickers that says um, my other ride or die is your mum? Don't know. Don't know. And I know the sticker actually says my other ride, but I'm just tying in the ride or die to eBay. I'm sure that they really appreciate jokes like that with their sponsorship. That's why I waited till the ad was finished. Let's look at the streams of the day. Your 10-team stream is going to stun no one. It is the big fella, Long Penis Richards. Long Penis Nick? Long Penis Nicholas. Anyway, Big Dick Nick. 10-team categories. What are we doing? Come on. Stop frustrating me. The 12-team category stream is Brandon Pajemski. Now, I'll be I'll be really transparent with you here. I have obviously my set of projections that we do at Basketball Monster. And I take a lot of this stuff. But sometimes I have some ones that go, okay, that looks that looks weird, right? And the one that looks super weird to me is um, the one that I would have put as the 12-team. But it's highly dependent on the status of Zion and Trey Murphy. Because at the moment, I've got them both projected to sit out on Saturday. But that might not be the case. But if they are... If they are both out on Saturday, then your 12-team stream becomes the guy that I've got listed there as the 16-team stream, Namua legend, Jordan Hawkins. And there's probably going to be about five people who watch this show who maybe actually laugh at the Namua legend joke. And if you do get it, please, please leave it in the comments. Because this is what I've been doing this morning, preparing this show and just laughing my tits off at stuff. Like, what am I doing? Anyway, uh, Namua legend, Jordan Hawkins would be a very strong stream if both of those blokes are out. So I'm going to put Pajemski as the 12-teamer for now. I'm going to put Nico Batum as the perennial, perpetual 14-team streamer of the day, and then 16-team. Well, he's going to have increased value because we're expecting Trey out, but Nemua legend Jordan Hawkins is your 16-teamer. Your Yahoo point stream and your ESPN point stream is the big fella, Nicholas Richards, and that one shouldn't garner too much controversy. What's on my radar for the first one of these 10 games? Oh, I'll tell you what's on my radar here. Just what are these early games? These are insanely early games. This first game, 1 p.m. Eastern. No, midday Eastern, sorry, midday Eastern. Another game, 3 p.m. Eastern. And the next game, 
5.30 p.m. Eastern. The next game, 6 p.m. Eastern. One, two, three, four of the 10 games happen before the usual 7 p.m. time. What am I missing? What's going on over there? What is so special about Saturday, January the 27th, where we've got four early games? I say that, like, I literally have no idea. What, what is it? What sort of holiday is it? Why, why is that happening? Anyway, these are early. Midday. That's bloody early, mate. Anyway, Washington, Detroit. Jordan Poole, mustache ride legend, was really much better last game under Brian Keefe. Someone asked me if he's related to Adam Keefe, and you know what? I need to go and check that. The answer is no. He is not related to former Hawks legend Adam Keefe. Anyway, cool. Jordan Poole looked much better. We can't rely on 50% shooting or two blocks, but let's see whether that carries over. Well, Jaden Ivey looked much worse. Monty Williams put his minutes way down, and now we've got Cade returning. We've got Monte Morris there. This literally could just be the end and we need to drop Jaden, but we obviously need to watch that. In terms of streams, Corey Kispert is probably the guy we watch there for Washington, while for Detroit, it is Alec Burks, of course. The Heat and the Knicks is the second of the early games, and Jaime Jaquez returns. Does he start over Haywood Highsmith? They haven't really played Jaquez as a... um, They haven't really played him much as a power forward all season. Have you know? Would they play Jimmy Butler at power forward, or do they want um, do they want Highsmith out there? Obviously, they've benched Caleb Martin, who played a lot of power forward on this team. Jimmy, according to my positional estimates, has played thirty five percent of his minutes at power forward this season. That's an interesting number. I'm just double checking that. Twenty four, sorry, twenty four percent of his minutes at power forward. Huckers has played eleven percent of his minutes at power forward. Highsmith eighty four percent of his minutes there. Hmm, that's interesting. So, would they go Huckers Butler three four and bench Highsmith? I'm not sure that they would. Again, the bulk of Huckers' minutes, 25 at shooting guard, 64 at small forward, and 11 at power forward. But let's see how they use him. I don't think he's a must-roster player in points leagues. In category leagues, I know he's worth holding, but let's see what happens because literally everything that he's done so far has been without Jimmy, Tyler, or Bam, one of those guys. For the Knicks, OG Ananobi is on a ridiculous hot streak. You know that I've always loved Ananobi as a player. You know that Maybe you don't because you haven't been watching this show that long. Five years ago, there was a debate like who's the better player, Pascal Siakam or OG Anobi? And I was like, it's OG, definitely. Now, it's probably been proven wrong, but I think he's awesome and he's fitting in unbelievably and he's on just this ridiculous role of huge defensive stats. Let's see how that sticks. In terms of streams, Caleb Martin looks pretty good there for the Heat. That's really more for deeper, but always going to be stream value. And Josh Hart is settling into that that prized group of guys that you just don't want to have on your roster, but whenever it comes up to streaming them, they're always there. It's a Norm Powell. It's the Josh Hart. It's probably the Leaky Beasley. Um, who are Kevin Herter? Who are, who are those other guys? There's a, there's a bunch of those sort of players that you never want them to always be on your roster, but you're always going to consider streaming them in. The next game is the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Denver Nuggets. Another early game. What a ridiculous scheduled, scheduled, scheduled? What a ridiculously scheduled game. Jokic Embiid, or Paul Reed versus DeAndre Jordan. Nico Batum is the guy I want to watch on the Sixers. Just continues to get it done. Is he even? A, is he a twelve-team league guy? It's not far off. For the Nuggets, Michael Ponder Jr. It is a roller coaster with this bloke. You do have to persist through it, but man, you just don't know what you're going to get. It's like what are you, he's like the Forest Forest Gump chocolates. It's, it's it's either the worst game you've ever seen or twenty points on seven shots with twelve rebounds and two blocks. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, the streamers, it's always Batum there. And then on the Nuggets, it's probably Jackson. It is Contavious Caldwell Pope if he's available, but he is still um, over-rostered. The Rockets, the Nets, this is a back-to-back for Houston. For the Nets, I 
and when if I say something positive about Cam Thomas, you know it must be actually something really positive. There is too much noise here about Cam Thomas at the moment. Um, and he has changed his game a little bit and he's improved. He's cut some of the usage down that I think something has to give. Jacques Vaughan is incredibly stubborn, but something has to give. So I want to see, do they go to him over Dennis Smith? Do they go to him over Cam Johnson again? Do they go to him over Dinwiddie? The big change probably comes when Simmons returns, whenever that is. But I want to see what happens with Thomas. In terms of streams, it's always Dylan Brooksy Brooks. Who's in that group? Oh, that's another one. Lou Dort, Norm Powell, those guys. Guys, uh, so Dylan Brooks uh, is in the stream zone. And Dorian Finney-Smith, who's been playing a ton of minutes. And he will lose, I imagine, quite a bit if the uh, prodigal son, Ben Simmons, ever returns. The next game is Utah and... and oh, wow, let's call them Cleveland. Uh, Charlotte, Utah. Um, Keontae George last game played 30 minutes. His plus minus was through the roof. That is why I guess Will Hardy kept him in, even though his shooting numbers were bad. I have no real trust in this. There's still four guards. We're going to get minutes every game and they're a little bit all over the shop. And last game, it was Sexton who, who copped the, the, the cut, but it could be George in this next one. So let's see if there's any distinct pattern that emerges from Keontae's minutes. I doubt it. In terms of streams, Chris Dunn is always going to be in that mix. Hard to look at him as a must-roster guy considering the minutes and he generally gets the fewest of all of those four guards. And then for Charlotte, well, it's just Nick Richards. I can't put Nick Richards on the thumbnail of every one of these shows, even though I want to, but I just can't. I can't do it. Clippers Celtics, back to back here for the Clippers. I don't know. The immediate thing when people saw Paul George appear on the injury report today as questionable, people said, well, that just means Kawhi will sit tomorrow. I don't necessarily think that's true. I don't think that'll be the case. Kawhi doesn't have an active injury. Paul George does. So that's the thing we've got to watch there. For the Celtics, um, Al Horford, because Porzingis might be out. I don't know if he will be, but he might be. In terms of streams, it is the cockroach Mason Plumley, but the. The value of him does uh, alter. I think you'll see less Plumley on Friday against the Raptors. But if like KP does play, you might see a bit more Tice, a bit more Plumley, and a bit less Westbrook. In I think that's a shit matchup for Westbrook, honestly. So we'll see how they uh, determine that for the for Ty Lue and the Clippers. And for the Celtics, Luke Cornett would probably be, probably be the stream option. That's assuming the Porzingis is out. But Cornett really pushes into like must stream territory if two starters out. And I don't think... That'll necessarily be the case there for your old uh, Boston Celtics. Today's episode is brought to you by Grammarly. When it comes to writing, Grammarly is there to support you from start to finish. And it's it's true. I've used Grammarly for years and years and years. I've been writing about fantasy basketball since 2013. And basically for all of that time, I have been using Grammarly in my work. It helps you as a spell checker, sure. It helps you to um, with grammar, and more, more than just the basic grammar check as well, um, readability, um, conciseness. It helps you with um, regional differences in grammar, but it also now has the ability to help you with like prompts. You can say, oh, give me some taglines for a video. You know, what, what can I say if this is my video, this is the details? Look, it, it helps you with some artificial intelligence technology to help prompt you to put things on, on a video. It can help you um, paraphrase and rewrite sentences just to make them a little bit more readable. This is the perfect thing to up the level of your work, increase your productivity, while not actually doesn't do the work for you, obviously, but is there as a great tool to be able to check, improve, polish off, giggity, your work. So start being more productive at work. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free today. That is Grammarly.com, G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y.com slash podcast. 
Okay, um, Clippers Boston was the last game. So the next game we look at is the Pelicans, or the next game we look at Pelicans and the Bucks. Both of these teams are on a back to back. We already talked about the uncertainty regarding Trey Murphy and the uncertainty regarding Zion Williamson. At this point, I expect Trey is definitely out on Saturday. Uh, Zion maybe, and I expect that Chris Middleton is out on the Bucks side of things. Does Glenn Rivers coach these games? I haven't heard if he's even going to be coaching Monday. Uh, sorry, Friday's game for the Bucks. I haven't heard that yet. I'd expect that he probably is available for at least one of these games. So we'll see. And we'll see what that happens with the rotation because the first game under Joe Prunty, they just said, Andre Jackson, you're out of here. Campaign back in. So what? how does Doc view that? What does he do with Connaughton and Crowder? How many more pick and rolls do we get? I think we get a lot. Remember the Harden-Embiid um, offense in Philly. Do we just get more of that with Giannis and Lillard? That is something to watch for sure. In terms of streams, uh, Namua legend Jordan Hawkins would get elite level stream value if both Zion and Trey are out. If it's only Trey out, Hawkins does get a boost, as well as Dyson, as well as Herb, but not as much as if both of those blokes are out. And then Pat Connaughton is probably the Bucks stream if Leaky Beasley's not available, but Beasley was above my cutoff here, so I'm not going to include him as the, um, as the stream guy. Minnesota and the Spurs. Towns has been playing really well, obviously, in terms of putting up fantasy production. He still isn't like a top 10 player or a top 20 player, but it's been a nice little improvement after some really rocky stuff early in the season where there was some highs and then some significant lows. He's sort of stabilizing a bit. Let's see how he's used here, and let's see what the defensive stats is also one of the key things. The Spurs are on a back-to-back, like we said, so we want to see what happens with the point guard scenario, whether Trey Jones is in or not, and of course, Wembenyama. In terms of streams, it is Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and then for the Spurs, we're looking at Bubbles, Julian Champagne, but that might be a Blake Wesley, a Malachi Branham, or more importantly, a Zach Collins, if Victor Wembenyama is indeed sidelined. Your next game is the Lakers and the Warriors. Jared Vanderbiltbar is coming on. I think he's a must-grab in 14-team leagues. I think he's okay to look at in 12-team leagues. His minutes are up. His um, rebounds are solid. His steal rate is up. His efficiency is up. His usage is actually a little bit higher as well. And they're using him more than Rui Hachimura because he's a better player than Rui Hachimura. And they use that lineup, their starting lineup from last season, a lot more in that game. Not as much as they should have, but they used a lot more, and Vanderbilt thrived. Not saying he's an ad because his upside is relatively low. That's for 12s. But I'm adding in 14. For the Warriors, it is a huge hot streak from John Kaminga. The one thing I worry about with Kaminga... Oh, you hate him, Josh. I just hate him. One thing I worry about is all of his value at the moment is coming from hyper, hyper elite efficiency. 63 field goals, 82 free throws. And that's leading to really good scoring. But there's not much else going on there at the back. There's not big rebounds, not big assists, there's not big steals, there's not big blocks. Now, in the past, I've been critical of Kuminga. I said, I'm not sure this bloke has ever really played basketball. And it's true, because he didn't start basketball young. His feel was off. Steve Kerr hated that and would bench him. And it has improved significantly. He is much, much improved in that area. But it's still a situation where at the moment, he is overwhelming with athleticism. He is overwhelming with elite finishing. And that has never been the case through his career. So I am going to still... You know, is five games enough for me to be super confident with it? Because let's be honest, all that time that Draymond was out, Kaminga didn't do any of this. He was good, but he didn't do any of this. It's been the last five games where he's really ramped it up. And the minutes are, and I saw someone calling, Steve Kerr, you're an idiot. Why aren't you starting Kaminga? Well, why would you? Because him moving to the bench has actually been way better. He's performing in a much better role. He's still getting 30 minutes and he's dominating in that bench role. 
So I don't know why there'd be the necessity to put him into a starting lineup where he played fewer minutes and was a worse performer, where coming off the bench, he plays more minutes and he's a better performer. But I'm still having a level of skepticism. I'm not going to buy six games or 10 games of 63-83, true shooting 74% or whatever it is, as reality. But he looks good, and let's hope it continues. In terms of streams, it is Vanderbilt that I'm looking at for the Lakers. And then for the Warriors, um, Pajemski is the stream guy. Now... I want to apologize for a couple of things before we get to the next game. I'm going to make you... I think you might feel emotional. I think you might feel emotional. Um, And I apologize for the length. That's what she said. We're looking at the Kings. We're looking at the Mavericks. On the Kings side, the last two games have been amazing. For the one and only. The Pencil. Harrison Barnes. Barnesy. Good times. I won't play it that long again. But yeah, Barnes has been ridiculous. You stream him in. Sorry, I got a tear in my eye. You stream him in and see how it goes. It's just like, as I read out the stats yesterday, him having two 20 field goal attempt games in a row hasn't happened for seven years. Him having two 20 field goal attempts in one season hasn't happened in six years. And it happened the last two games. So the odds of him being this bloke are just infinitesimally small. In fact, they're not even big enough for me to care. Derek Jones is probably the Mavs stream, but that can change depending on what happens with Kyrie. Like Josh Green might get a bump, Dante Exa might get a bump in that scenario, but we just don't know the status of those guys. If we're going to chunk it up, Saturday through Wednesday, there's only two quality game days. Saturday's a tenner, Monday's a twelver, and Wednesday's a tenner as well. Now you might be able to stream Saturday, which is tomorrow. Monday probably not with twelve. Wednesday with ten maybe. But the very clear stream days are Sunday and Tuesday. They're the stream days. So, who do we look at? Well, it's the Bulls pair, Pat Williams and Ayo Desumu. And at the moment, Desumu is better than him. He's improved a lot. His permanent production's up. They're both options, but I'd go Desumu. The other guys, the other teams or the other players who have value on those days are Aaron Neesmith with the Pacers, Sunday, Tuesday. Timothy John McConnell, Sunday, Tuesday. Now, Ty Halliburton might be back. Ty Halliburton, that sounds so stupid. It's like calling the Philadelphia Sixers. Doesn't sound right, does it? Ty Halliburton. Jesus Christ, got to stop that. Neesmith and McConnell. So yeah, McConnell will probably get 23 minutes in one game. And he might get 13 in the other one. But that's enough. Someone left a comment. Josh, what are you talking about? McConnell's never going to get 30 minutes a night. Uh, I know. I'm not even calling for him to get 30 minutes a night. And someone said, yeah, you've got to develop the young guy. I get that with Nempar. But there's a little bit of a difference with this team is that they are making all-in type moves to get Siakam. And I just think that TJ, while he has significant downsides to his game and the lack of shooting can be a real problem, when you are trying to get every little win possible to get out of the playing scenario, lock yourself into the playoffs, that development of Andrew Nempart, I don't think is as important this season as what it was last season. I don't think that McConnell is a great player. I don't. In fact, I think he's a significant liability, especially when you get to playoff basketball. But at the moment, I just think that they need to, while Halliburton is out, try to get as many wins as possible and that would mean to me playing 26 or 27 of TJ, 23 or so of Nempar, they can play a little bit together. It's not me here caping for McConnell saying he's the best player ever because I actually don't think he's that good. I think what he does is helps in certain situations and this is one of them and that's why I would play him a little bit more. That's that. 
Um, Gaz Trent and the Raptors, they have a Sunday-Tuesday combination as well. And there's Nempard on that list too with a Sunday-Tuesday. So we've got Raptors, Bulls, Pacers with that nice little combo. There are five teams who play five games in eight nights starting on Saturday. Lakers, Knicks, Sixers, Kings, and Spurs. Watch the load on Wemby. Watch the load on Embiid. Watch the load on LeBron, probably, with the five games in eight nights. Just keep an eye on that to see if there's any rests upcoming. Ten-team streamers. Um, it's Nick Richards, obviously. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo is on that list. Uh, Namur legend Jordan Hawkins, Brandon Pajemski, Al Horford, and Kevin Herter. Both Hawkins and Horford would move higher if the absences occur of Porzingis and uh, Zion slash Trey Murphy yeah, for the Pelicans. For your 12-teamers, it is Dario Saric, although I do think Draymond will take over the starting job in this game. Josh the Hitman Hart, Nick Batum, Chris Dunn, Kelly Linick, Cody Martin, and you will notice something from those names there. They are unbelievable category league streams who have much less value in points. They are all low scorers, Josh Hart, Batum, Dunn, Linick to an extent, and Martin, but they get it done in other areas. Defensive stats, rebounds, assists. So they don't look as exciting. That does drop their roster percentage number down. They're not going to help you in the points category at all, but they will help you across the board. And while sometimes that can be over-indexed and people get overexcited about it, and we'll sit here and tell you that Dylan Wright was 50 spots better than Giannis Antetokounmpo last season, but there is still enough value in those guys that when you have built up, and part of what I, what I talk about as well, in drafting strategy and drafting philosophy is like, it is really hard to get high-level scorers. And you can tell me you can get points off the waiver wire. Like you sort of can, but every one of those guys is well below average. So I like to, I like to you bump my points up through the draft process because getting high scorers, you can't. Whereas I can get a lot of these sort of players off the waiver wire through the season. This can give me a steal, give me a block, give me three assists, give me four rebounds, just little bits and pieces. And that's what all those guys do. Whereas I can find someone off the wire who gives me 12 points, but in a 12-team league, an average scoring contribution is 18. So 12 is not doing that much for me. Whereas if you get one steal off the wire, well, that's literally average as a contribution in that category. That's the way. That's why I like to approach things the way that I do. Deep league streams. The Dustbuster, Dyson Daniel, should get a big boost if Zion and um, Murphy are out. Dorian Finney-Smith, Simone Fontecchio, Jared Vanderbiltbar, the Cockroach, Mason Plumley, and Dennis Smith Jr. And for points leagues, we go to Big Dick Nick Richards, Jordy Hawkins, Pajemski, Finney-Smith, Josh the Hitman Hart, and Dyson Daniels. And that brings us to the end of the show. I was going to chuck the old uh, stinger up, but it had the wrong date on it, so I'm not going to embarrass myself with that again. Let's just chuck that one up and tell you guys that you need to come across here. And if you haven't, if you just forgot, if it slipped your mind, thumb it up, bell, comment, notifications, and double bang. Simple. We love a double bang. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.